everybody, this is Charlie from Mathrax, and you are listening to Today's Food Doggle. This is Mark Metcalf, and you are listening to Today's Food Doggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. You are listening to Today's Food Doggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kalen listens to this all the time. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And a uh, real quick housekeeping note, if you are watching us on YouTube or Rumble, BitChute or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, whatever podcast platform you're utilizing, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm bringing you today. I got a house in my house. Talking with David Greathouse, a uh, longtime friend of mine and uh, creator of uh, all things blood, guts, and horror. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. A couple other things, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll got to get into all that, but uh, good to have you here. Thank you. We've been talking happen. about it forever. So, you know, I was obligated. So here I am. You yeah. got me. All right. So I got to take advantage of the time here. Um, but usually when I have uh, somebody on for the first time, I like to get a, a quick like background story. So do you remember as a kid what you originally wanted to be when you grew up? Yes, a monster. Oh, yeah? Yes. So monsters have always been? Yes, since uh, probably three years old. And what was that? Uh, yeah. What was the You know, you, you can't explain, you know, what or where, but it just happened. And it was obviously, it was encouraged by my parents and my grandparents, you know, uh, fed into it, you know, by uh, gifting me uh, monster magazines and comics and toys and allowing me to watch all the movies. But, you know, there's just there was just a, a sympathy I had for the classic monsters. We're talking Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, continue on, you know, the list. But that's what I started off as interested in as a young child and then wanting to play those characters by seeing the magazines and knowing you know, there were actors. I knew Christopher Lee. I knew Boris Karloff. And those are the guys that I wanted to be as a small child. Oh, yeah. 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 Christopher Lee, man, what a legend. Well, absolutely. He was one of my, he was probably my all-time, I mean, you know, Bela Lugosi was the classic, you know, original Dracula. But Christopher Lee was like the one mm -hmm. that, you know, me growing up, he was, yeah. he was Dracula. All right on. You know? Okay, that's a good debate. That's a good <laughs> debate to have. Yeah, Bela versus Chris, they're both wonderful, but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. He brought his own style to it, and he's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, I'm just a human being, he's one of the greatest human beings ever. Oh, Chris yeah, Lee. got a chance to. I never, well, I've, you know, I've seen him on stage okay. talk with a small crowd, so I was lucky of that. Nice, uh, uh to be you know, in the, a small hall 
listening to him, but I never officially met him. Okay. But I would love to certainly, but yeah, definitely, definitely a legend, man. So uh, the monster magazine, I remember the old monster magazines too, you know, getting into that kind of like uh, telling the stories, like the, the, the comic books that told the like old horror stories and stuff. Um, but like you were talking about like the, the sympathy you had too, like, you know, the Frankenstein monster, you know, a lot of people, you know, never like looked at it from that aspect. We're all more the, the villagers, you know? Right. You know, it's still in to life this day, but you had a, you had a sympathy for, you know, the monster, something that kind of didn't ask to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All of them, you know, certainly, uh, not so much Dracula, although he had his, you know, he had his, his curse, yeah. but yeah, the Wolfman, uh, King Kong, Frankenstein, oh, yeah. they were all very sympathetic characters, you know? They were, you know. Oh yeah. I remember like crying, you know, when I first saw King Kong as a kid on, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever sure. it used to play oh, yeah. back in the day. It's like, what do you do? You, you should be a monkey. Yeah. You know? Yep. But, uh, so yeah. So then early age, you kind of got into, um, monsters were your thing and, and, uh, when did like uh creating your own well i have another fortunate event in life well my aunt owns starship earth oh so there there was a link there nice and they used to be on broadway in the slavic village area where i grew up and so i was in that store frequently you know as a kid and uh you know they they would have people in costume running outside the store especially around halloween and you know, it, it gave me like such a thrill to be in that place. And uh, so I started getting makeup from them. You know, I mean, I was collecting masks already. I had, you know, rubber masks as a kid uh, over the years of his save. And then around uh, probably around 10, 9, 10 years old, started messing with makeup, you know, and um uh, attempting to make a, a, a Super 8 film, I, a friend of a friend's family had a Super 8 camera, so we shot like a little bit in my basement of a mummy, you know, coming at you. That real just basic stuff. But in your mind, you know, it's already out. You know, yeah. you're you've got like the stage. You have your actor in makeup. You have your camera. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, even though you're just playing, essentially. Yeah. But that's where yeah. that spark begins. You know, so immediately you become like a professional as a kid you know yeah yeah so then you start doing i started doing haunted houses in my basement you know oh like, nice. you know, and then you know create hallways with sheets and cardboard and you know it's a creepy old basement anyways and you know you have your friends in masks and costumes that you had been saving and makeup and such and and that became a huge hit you know in my neighborhood um people were coming to see my basement haunted house nice and so then again you know you're already setting the stage for what you want to do you know yeah i mean i remember as, as a kid i shared this story with uh with matt pinfield um i i used to have a tape recorder and like i'd watch johnny carson and you know late night shows and i always kind of like like you know wanted to do my own show be like a host or whatever and then grow up listening to radio you kind of want to do the dj thing or whatever but uh you know um as i got older you know i had those you know unfortunately you know my parents were trying to do what they thought was best, but like they talk you out of your dream, you know, you want something more secure and more real and you know, whatever. So, you know, here I am now at 50 doing a podcast, finally like living out my childhood 
it doesn't end, you know, that's you know? that, that dream doesn't end, you know? Yeah, so exactly. yeah, you should, you know, continue it even if it's not, um, you know, you make it rich or whatever as, you know, I think it's the pursuit of it. You know, yeah. What yeah. You're enjoying. It's fun. You know, it feels like you're finally like doing what you're, you know, supposed to do. So it, it you know, it luck, you know, thankfully you had encouragement at a young age and support, you know, you know, you need a bit of both. You need some discouragement as well, you know, because yeah, yeah. I, I had that like from my dad, you know, okay, yeah. And the, but my mom was, you know, I mean, she was reluctant. I mean, also, you got to realize like high school has a way of normalizing you, you know, oh, like yeah. when you start high school, you know, you got dreams of to be a rock star, you know, and by the time you're out of high school, you know, so, you know, they kind of normalize you in a weird way, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that fallback plan, you know, get your education first, you know, you can always you know, go back to your education, you know? So, yeah. So like, what, how did that then, uh, like happen for you? Because, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, was it in high school art classes where you really started pursuing, you know, design craft, you know, or, I mean, you said you had to make up as a kid. Yeah. You know, art, certainly art class was influential. It was, um, because the first time sculpting with clay, you know, was an art class. So I actually, you know, sculpted, you know, little heads, you know, grotesque heads. So that was art class, you know, yeah. and that, that gave you, um, uh, I also noticed what it, it, it gave you recognition from your peers, like people that normally maybe would not even acknowledge you. Okay. Cause you're just a shy kid, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden you make this bleeding skull head. Yeah, all yeah, of a sudden you're like, cool. Wow. Yeah, wow look yeah. at that. You know, so that, you know, that helped my, you know, your self-esteem you know yeah, yeah. i was a pretty good artist i was you know a good illustrator and you know decent painter but it you know i wasn't like uh you know mr art school uh, by any stretch of the imagination you know um i think uh you know working at a haunted house at bloodview at, at 15 uh was influential to me as well because there was a lot of older people uh that were artists that had been doing it for years that you know, I learned from, uh, I, you know, a few other mentors in the neighborhood that I started doing special effects with. And, um, but yeah, a combination of all that stuff, you know, a lot of failure. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, obviously. and then with the older guys too, it's like, you know, they can kind of tell you, well, this is what didn't work for me, you know, a little bit, but you still got to learn on your own. You know? Yeah. Like and it's you also, said, you know, you meet, you meet someone that has a similar interest as you which is rare back, especially back in our day, you know, yeah. like if you found someone else that loved, wanted to make monsters, for instance, or do haunted houses, you know, oh, you know, or in a similar, you know, guys in a band or, you know, you find someone, whoa, really? You know, he plays drums? Oh, I got to meet this guy. Yeah, yeah. We're so it's a kind right. of a similar, you know, and then you get in with them and then immediately, you know, your work just improves overnight, you know, and your kids, you know, you just like, you know, anything's possible you know you think about how far we advance in our knowledge as young people you know or, you know within a year you know you can be kind of, you know be really good at something you know yeah but then so you know you work in the haunted houses um but did you ever like formally go to any kind of school for no special effects no 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 there wasn't really that didn't really didn't really exist so much there was a school in los angeles um that some good people had come from and so i think now like tom savini has one that had just yeah that was just starting to creep in but it was more industrial design i think he yeah. had like a 
like one like curriculum off of it and it because but now yeah there's plenty of schools yeah. and savini's and, and pittsburgh is still flourishing um but no no school just um working with people diy and, right you know the school really began in terms of professionalism was moving to los angeles you know i did that at 21 okay and I immediately got in the business and working with outrageously talented people yeah that had worked on every movie you can name working alongside them that's the school who would you say it was like one of your biggest like mentors out there oh man that you like looked up to but and got a chance to work with well there's a list of names because i can't leave people out you know yeah, yeah. i mean you i mean Dave Barton, Dan Rebert, Joel Harlow, Steve Johnson, Tony Gardner, the K and B guys. Uh, blah, 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 you know, I can I keep going on. You know, I, Todd Masters. There's so many Bernie Eicholz. There's so many great guys that I worked with out in Los Angeles. It's amazing. And would you say? Um, I mean, you know, there's everybody's trying to. You know, you know, you hear all the time about actors. Everybody's trying to get. You know, hit get their big break and their waiting tables and they're doing whatever out there trying to, you know, but how is the market with, you know, getting in a, a special effects field for you? Was it easier? Yes, it was easy. It was, it was easy then, you know, yeah. it was also, um, the golden age, the last gasp of the golden age, which was the nineties, you know? Yeah. What like before CGI. Yeah. You know, and CGI, CGI was just creeping in when I, and I knew that, you know, I mean, before I saw Terminator two, obviously before, I, like literally right before I went out there and I'm like, Oh, you know, the writing's yeah. on the wall yeah, and yeah. it was, it's still, you know, it right just took, while I can, you know? um, but it's been going, that's, you know, 20 plus, you know, 30, how many years ago now? 30 years, yeah. 30 years ago. So, you know, we're still alive, but a lot of guys did go to CGI. And a lot of guys went into uh, more straight makeup and, and some, you know, took a completely different route altogether as well. And then, um, like, you know, uh, some of the, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of the, you know, the, the classics that influenced you as a kid. But then what are some um, movies that you got to then work on that? or along the similar vein yeah in that era the it was a flourishing of films one after the other it's pretty lucky uh rattling off titles uh return the living dead three freaked the usual suspects uh, tales from the crypt demon knight um, oh wow um shit i mean tank girl i i, I saw know, that yeah. when i was like looking through your imdb and i i, I didn't know you did Tinker, worked on the ripper suits the okay. kangaroo uh people suit oh rippers, nice you know nice. so not their makeups that was stan winston's uh crew but tony gardner's ulterior uh studios did the uh suits for it and um it was mostly foam latex running you know and patching and base painting and and um fabrication of some other yeah so you uh, did correct me at the beginning when i said you know yeah. the blood and guts horror design stuff i mean you've also done costumes and oh yeah well you know i mean the blood and, i mean the know. blood and guts thing yeah it, there's, there's more of that and i love it but yes i mean when 
I think if you're an artist of any caliber, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing many different things, you know, certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Costumes, props, you know, certainly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's funny. Cause, uh, um, I mean, we originally met through the mushroom head, uh, scene and when you were working with them, but, uh, I was just like, oh, you know, I mean, you did their mask designs and everything. And I was just like, oh, this is really cool. Had no idea the extent of the stuff you had done prior. I mean, I knew about, you know, uh, then you were on uh, the sci-fi channel face off and stuff. But like, I'm I'm looking through and I'm like, dude, I, I talked to this dude. I hang out with this guy. I had no idea that you're all really like did so much in Hollywood until you know well, i worked up. on the, those were you know i'm a crew one of many crew you know i'm not designing you know the, the ripper suits those to my much brilliant artists as my you know young 20s but just being working on those sets working on those shops building yeah. all that stuff yeah i was very lucky all right either yeah, way your name's up there you know, yeah you it's on whenever. it's some on some on the credits yeah. and, and some you know on the imdbs um and it's great i wouldn't trade it in for the world certainly you know, I got sidetracked in Ohio, though. You know, I came back to make a movie, a documentary, and I haven't really left. You know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but you've been going back. You know, I travel. Yeah, yeah, travel. But go where the job is. Ohio's know? home. Ohio's home. Yeah. And uh, so, let's first talk about like when you know you you said twenty one. You went out out there, but like you graduated high school you're here in ohio um you know what was it that you know you that you decided you know what f it i'm gonna go out there and pursue this like what were you doing after high school before you went after high school (laughs) i was working at dave's supermarket and discount drug mart okay that's what i was doing yeah yeah i was a stock boy yeah at, at those and, stores. and you just felt it you knew you're like if i, I was saving this. no i was saving up money man my girlfriend wanted to be a rock star after high school she went out there and encouraged me to come along for a visit so she came back she was out there for a few months came back and like uh there was a fangoria convention in los angeles and i met you know, I was, I wasn't, I was just eight, eight, I wasn't even 19 years old. Yeah. So I met all these girls, I met all these guys, you know, guys I wanted to work with. Yeah. I met them all. They were all great. And I had my portfolio. Hey, you know, and they said, you can work out here, but you got to move here. We're not yeah, bringing yeah. you out. You yeah. know, this is before, because there's a lot of people yeah. in the city that, you know, we have to, you know, hire from. Yeah. So it took me a couple years. It did. Yeah, your stuff's hands-on. It's not like you can mail it in. Well, it just to get the courage. Like I could have left that day. Yeah. When I'm 18 years old, and been out there, you know. But but you kept the contacts. Kept the contacts, and I just felt like I needed to improve my work. So what it did was it refocused me um, to pursue special effects and not go to college. So yeah, I was considering. Okay, and what were you considering? Journalism, English, okay. yeah. I was going to, you know, I like to write, and I still do. So, journalism, writing, you know. Nice. That's but, it. So, you're, you know, stock boy at Dave's. And, and, and drug, drug mart, mart, yeah. And, 
save Man. your money and you're just like all right <laughs> save my money yeah i'm gonna pull the trigger on this i still did there. halloween events your girlfriend and... was still out there no she yeah. came back and you know but she kind of she gave me the encouragement really yeah. she did to so i went out there and immediately i like that was my it was like that's my goal and you know took me a couple years of saving money and you know building up my work i wanted to be decent you yeah. know know how to make molds and things like that properly so i worked yeah, on my that, that I worked was on your makeup. college basically yeah and i i focused on it and you know and um finally did it and i was it was hard okay i mean even though i i landed working you know it was, it was tough you landed work but at the same time it's just like wow how much more expensive things are here and what am i getting paid to you know it was mostly homesickness okay oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, i had a hard and i mean that ended obviously but just uh you know little kid in a big town i was from cleveland you know inner city kid you know i was proud of that but la is like a different beast altogether yeah you know? yeah so it, it took some getting used to i've seen a lot of you know in in my time in the military you got to visit a lot of places that everybody hypes up and stuff and it was always nice to visit but i was like there's just no way i could live here you know and it's like and i'm not saying that you know i mean i was always cleveland proud and stuff but i'm not saying now at this age i'm like do i want to stay close to cleveland i'm ready to go but the big city stuff doesn't attract me i'm more like give me out in the you know country like you know okay kind of guy now or whatever but uh so you get to you get the opportunity out there. You get to work with a lot of guys that you looked up to and, you know, became mentors to you. Um, but then you get the itch to come back home, um, come back home. But you, you have you kept like the relationships and in contact? With yeah, it was people? still, you know, I was still traveling, returning to Los Angeles. You know, when I came back, it wasn't like a clean break, you know. Yeah. I was still going back for work for a few years. Um, and what I came back for was to make a movie. So, you know, it was my next goal. I didn't want to stay on the path, you know, of, you know, makeup artists, you know, I didn't want to, I wanted to try, I wanted to branch out and try something different. Okay. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about that then, you know, I wanted to shoot. I wanted to uh, shoot a, with a camera. I wanted to edit, you know, I wanted to make my own film. Um, that was it. Not makeup. I wanted to be the cameraman you know, and direct and, and how much did when, uh, working on the set, you know, you were watching and kind of like learning and like, you know what I want it, you know, well, the directing thing again, I think starts before makeup does as a kid, because if you're putting on your play in your basement, you're directing it. Yeah. Right. So that was always in me to be the director. You know, at the haunted houses, you know, you direct the actors and, you know, get them queued up. So it was more of a natural evo evolution. And most effects guys want to be directors, okay. you know, because they're visionary people. You know, they are. They have a lot of imagination and skill and how, you know, visually to sell something. So they want to be directors yeah and that's they the, almost all do the key word too, imagination is like something that you know i mean it starts in our youth you know and it's just like if we're lucky we don't the world doesn't suck it out of us we get to keep 
that imagination, you know? Yeah. And, and you've gotten to do, you know, imagination. I mean, you have to visualize something and imagine it before you create it. Yes. Anyway. Yes. You know, but uh, to make it a reality, it's like manifesting, you know, like they say, you know, but you're actually physically would get these ideas and physically manifest, you know, the, the bleeding skull and uh, stuff like that uh, doing the work. But uh, let's go back the to scope the scope changes. The idea is the same. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, we say pretending, you know, a, a bleeding clay skull head. You know, wow, you're playing in the basement. Yeah. It's all the same except the scope and the scale has gotten bigger. Dollars have gotten involved. Yeah. You know, there's more money involved. You know, there's more hard work. It's not just for fun time. You know, you're not, you, you know, you really want to create something that's good. You know, and there's going to be a lot yeah. of fucking failures. Man, yeah. You know, yeah. there's either, yeah, it's like back when I used to book shows. You know, I was talking with uh, some people last night about it. It was just like, man, I hated losing my ass, you know, because you depend on it to be a success. And it's like, you're the one investing the money. Yes. Stands and people that are performing need to get paid, you know, just like your crew needs to get paid. You know, if there's a not a return, that, uh, the, yeah, you got to have those. a hard lesson to learn. Oh, you know? yeah. But uh, so you come home to do the uh, to documentary. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the documentary. Like it's about the you? Legion of Terror, the acting troupe at Bloodview Haunted House. Okay. All right. I was thinking of uh, Justice League or something, but that was Legion of Close. Doom. That's the Legion of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so I started off with the Legion of Terror and as a, as a young person and I returned for a visit and I saw a whole new cast of characters that influenced me. And I said, wow, you know, I want to do a documentary on these guys. And it gave me a, like an inside because I was already a member and I'd already was an actor and knew everyone. Yeah. So turn the camera on you, you know, on my friends and learn that way, you know, sounds easy. It wasn't, but it sounds yeah. easy. And that took me, you know, a long time and I'm still on it. Uh, in some draft or another, you know, yeah, it's a lot harder now. I mean, you do the editing and yeah. everything too, you know, yeah. it's like back then it was a lot harder. Oh I mean, yeah. Say it's a lot easier now once you get the software down, but I don't know. I'm still intimidated by it myself. That's all right. Trying to, trying to learn it, but I should, you know, for this, mm -hmm. you know, but, keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so you do the documentary, um, how did you know how did you feel after accomplishing that and then like uh what was next man uh it you know in between all of that you know like there was still like i was still i mean there's other projects that were just like you know that i was involved with i was still involved in the haunted house business and you know started an animatronic company uh, with my buddy Ed McKenna, and I went back to Hollywood a couple times. Uh, managed Bloodview and other haunted houses, but really didn't change what ultimately, like, really changed my life again, which I was not expecting. Was a band called Mushroom Head. Yep. And that happened, you know, like while I was doing this editing, you know, or you know, I'm back in Cleveland, and I meet those guys. And that was like a whirlwind because I wound up, you know, not just creating their masks and makeups, but going on tour with them for years. Yeah. I did, you know, over 300 shows with Mushroom Head, man. And that's when you got to work more on your, your video? A lot. You know, too. that 
man, you know, I, I did it all. But yeah, video, I was videoing the shows and, um, you know, we started making the videos, you know, DIY style. And, you know, I was involved with that and uh, then directing a few and uh, so like volume one stuff like all that. of all yeah volume one stuff um volume two you know the, you know 1200 video the video of the year and yeah salt your soul is mine on the saw six dvds and you know and then um so man what a blast and all those shows i did so it was like on the road truck driving truck driving yeah video on the shows doing the makeup doing Jaeger shots yeah, yeah it was all great yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah it was I mean uh <laughs> man I remember that I, I just my stomach just turned when you mentioned it but <laughs> oh it was a prerequisite those, there was always yeah there was always yeah. Jagermeister remember those back in the day but yeah so you know so you were I mean you're you know part of the crew you were in the in the band basically you're in a, another member um I remember during that time frame you know and then uh the mass thing became such a, you know, so, you know, your mask became so unique and such a popular part of it that it ended up becoming something part of the merchandising thing yeah. for a while too. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. So how did that, you know, feel that, you know, it, you know, it, it felt great actually, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, the fans are getting around the world, you know, and, um, Seeing it in magazines and, you know, yeah. you know, on Hit Parader, you know, which I'd read as a kid, you know, and, you know, they're on the cover of the centerfold. I'm like, you know, wow. It's like, just, I forget there's this one dude in, I forget what part of Ohio that has like the mass call of fame house or yeah, something like that, right. you know, and a lot of those are yours, right? Yeah, you sure. Know? There's, uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, they still move on. It's very successfully, you know, the mushroom head mask live forever, but, you know, I'm very proud of the ones that I created, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and then during that made time, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We had the Pumpkin oh, yeah. Rock Hall. Yeah, oh know? yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So, so I, mean, the, come on. I mean, the Halloween shows coming up, their annual, you know, and you were a big part of that whole stage setup back in the day too, you know, and a lot of the props on on there, you know that, that I mean, and I'm pretty sure they still utilize a lot of your. I mean, yeah, I don't it's always there i think my fingerprint yeah. certainly always around you know which i'm very proud of and left your uh, mark like a handprint mushroom head <laughs> yeah and then uh i i know too during that time then you know you got to bring them uh, or i don't know how that all came together with the movie the rage oh that's and that's that's another then like life changed again you know like okay you know you, you know think the mushroom head changed and it did and then um i wind up with working with robert kurtzman yeah you know he relocates to his hometown in ohio and immediately started working with him and you know he was an influence from kmb and from dust till dawn and so many other things Wishmaster, and yeah. i was like wow i'm so, working yeah. with robert kurtzman A legend man. in the in the seat and another and, and to find out he's another yeah, ohio, ohio guy you know? and he wanted to raise his family here and had enough of the LA rat race, wanted to do independent stuff and came home and dude, that was like, like yeah, how did you connect with him then? Uh, are, are you had already over there? Or? No, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, not directly. 
he had worked with people that I had known half my life as well, you know, okay. so it's a small knit community of effects artists. And then, you know, and Ohio has quite a few actually. So, you know, you hear like, uh, Hey, Robert Kurtzman's coming, you know, and then, you know, well, who's working with them? My name's going to come up, you know, eventually. Yeah. And it did. And I met him and it was like immediately, like, it was like, you're staying here. This is your shop. You know? So, okay. So like he, you know, when he was putting this, uh, movie together, yeah. he knew that you were in the area, your name came up and he reached out to you or was there like a, a application? Al Tuscus. No, no. Uh, my old friend, Al Tuscus, who I've known all my life as well. was an effects guy from Ohio relocated to Los Angeles. Some similar time that I did. He wound up being friends with Robert Kurtzman. So Al's, my name came out of Al's mouth to Robert Kurtz. Nice. And then there's no, you know, that's it. Yeah. So he brings, you, you get to meet So day him. one, it's like we're long, we're old brothers. I yeah. mean, we, you know, the stories and the same influences and we both did the LA scene and I mean, not, he's a legend of the LA scene. Certainly, you know, I was just, you know, you know, underling, but KMB, you know, define the eighties, yeah. nineties special effects, you know, and was to today that was that like his story or he just, you know, the rage. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to make an independent raw dog horror movie and the rage was it. Okay. So him and some writers cooked it up and we filmed it locally. And was and then like, obviously was this there's spot a, for mushroom head originally no, in there or was that no, something you, obviously? no, that was my influence. Okay, yeah. So they had another, they had another band slate it and, and it was going to be a big party. I'm like, you guys need mushroom head in here. And that's it. Yeah. They're, and they're, they're and I'm like, the, their, their stuff. And he was like, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it was like, you know, come on, this is a no brainer. And the last minute, Mushroom had made the scene, set up the shop, and everyone fucking loved it. And the big nice. strobe lights blasting, everyone's in pig masks. It was great. Yeah. Breathing fire, you know. So no, yeah, it, that's how it, they it got fit it. a lot better. I don't know who they, you know, who else they originally had, but yeah, no, mushroom had for big party that for that whole like oh, it was great scene. scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, it, that that belongs. So then that began the relationship with us and uh, with the studio uh, and mushroom head, you know, and we did a few other things right after that. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that those videos were at his studio. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Nice. And then, um, you know, your time with, um, uh, when did the, the, the sci-fi channel thing come up? When was that? Uh, that was like 2010, 12, <laughs> 2012, I think. I think it was 12. Um, my girlfriend was on second, second season okay. and we watched the first season and I heard of it. I was like, no, this is for up and comers, you know, not me. But I saw it I'm like, wow, this would be a really, this would be a kind of a fun challenge. Yeah. She's a makeup artist. She auditioned and got it immediately. So she was on, I didn't even audition. She just got on season two. Nice. So obviously, you know, I watch her do it and I want to do it, you know? So I got on season four. Nice. Okay. I had to, yeah. it was something like, I just, it was going to bug me if I didn't, you know? And was that like, I mean, is that a, 
another like uh i'd say good um obviously good for the resume but also you know brings you to more you know because on the movie credits it's just your name a lot of people might not know who all right who's you know yeah david greathouse but now yeah you know this yes puts, you get like 500 yeah. friend requests a day okay all right yeah. that kind yeah. of from mexico and you know japan and <laughs> all, you know everywhere in america from children to grandmothers yeah, you know, yeah all so watching that show man yeah there was a huge fan base of face-off fans yeah. and people really love so that your show. stock shot up definitely after oh, that oh uh, my god and then yes face off you know yes. you were pretty busy before but how did it didn't change how busy i was so much i it really didn't um it just it changed how many followers you have okay yeah well i mean right. and in today's world as i'm learning like because i was having this talk with some people last night i'm like dude i'm not a TikToker. i'm not a content guy right. i'm not my, i'm not a, yeah i'm not my daughters you know but they're like if you want people to know about your podcast and follow you it's like and even a lot of bands they're like dude we got to do all this social media yeah. stuff and, get and it's one on every platform we got you the know? twitter we got the TikTok. Yeah. Facebook, so like Instagram, it's exhausting. And then I'm just like, oh, oh, here am I, here, here, you know, and I do a lot of stuff. I'm out <laughs> places and I'll do, I will post like pictures, but it's just like me talking about myself. It's just, I don't know. It's just right. never been my, my thing, but I guess, you know, if you really want to get the, build the followers, you got to, it's consistency. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm trying to learn to be more consistent with that, but that opportunity saved you a lot of, you know well i don't follow it i mean i'm not really on instagram and i don't do TikTok, and um so i'm not i'm not i'm no. not into that either really you know uh, i can't do it but being on i just want to do the like work. a professional like facebook like, profile then or whatever no, i mean no i'm just me um no just me Okay, you know, so I don't have a sub page. Legit, it was me yeah, on my my legit personal page. one, and then all these people, and then like, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, and just wow. and you're getting messages, you know, from all states. You've influenced me. I love your character. If you're ever out in Colorado, yeah, fill in the blank. Nice, know. nice. And uh, so yeah, so then that come to my haunted house. We want you. We want you featured at the haunted house. You know. I think if you wanted to be busy, they definitely there was like a flood of uh, uh, appearances that you could do yeah. at, at horror conventions um, and haunted houses primarily. Like you got a lot of invites to those. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So like, because there's so many people like, you know, I was just talking about Naomi meeting her at mm -hmm. Cinema Wasteland. You know, but they, they do the, the circuits. They do these. Yes. And they, you know, they get paid to sit there and autograph some of their work and stuff like that. I mean, it's almost like, you know, that definitely extra the income and stuff. So now you're able to do those if you. Mm, I did a touch of them down. right yeah. after the show. I did a touch. And it just, it's not your scene. Mm, I'll revisit it one day, but. I like to visit, but I don't want to live there. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I like going as a fan and just not having to sit there and, you know. Yeah, because it was fun. Oh, no, it was fun, especially you know immediately after the show when everybody's watching. It was a lot of fun. Um, but no, I want to do the work. I want to. I want to be busy making something, basically. You know. Yeah. But there will be time. There'll be a time for that. You know. And to all of those who who do it well, my hats off to you. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, 
I mean, it's not a bad gig, I guess, you know, like Felissa Rose was mm -hmm. here, you know, from Sleepaway Camp, yeah. you know, and, and got to talk to her. But it's like, you know, it's like when you're when you're enough of I'm sure they, they pay for your flight, your room, you know, they feed you and whatever the thing. Those guys do well. Uh, uh, the, the ones, the names that we're naming. They don't regret the weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody comes yeah. home with cash in their hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so, all right. So then, you know, your 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 stock goes up. Uh, wow. You know, I that's guess, so stock going up. All right, that's questionable, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, but we're more attentions on you. Yeah, know who you, you get. Are now, yes, but. a lot of grandmothers, a lot of a lot of children. But uh, so it didn't change anything with your work schedule with hollywood or no movies, though, no really. not really no a few extra calls but nothing you know if i wanted to it has helped tremendous amount of people that have been on that show all right they've all done very well the yeah. most of them they're the good ones i believe uh do really well they're already talented and brilliant beforehand and okay. they're pretty much i think on the path anyways um so i mean everyone every story is different but, yeah and i wasn't interested in you know pursuing makeup really you know i want to do the special effects but to do like be a makeup artist is different okay all right gotcha. like you know if you say blood and guts like yeah to come in and and kill someone violently uh for a day is one thing and that's a lot of fun and that involves makeup but you're not doing your makeup every day, you know, the yeah. Bill Bailey powder foundation before you go on air, you know, yeah. there's a makeup artist for that. Yeah. But for the, I mean, monsters, special the effects, blood and guts, blood and and the, the, the stuff like, yeah, flying all yeah. over or whatever. That's more than, yeah, yeah. That's it's prep work. It. It's yeah. more, it's more engineering, you know, and you're, you know, you're, you're engineering it and executing it on the day. Um, it's different than being a makeup artist. Now they do cross over. Yeah. But makeup artist typically is a makeup artist. Yeah. And that's the stuff that kind of just sits still and looks good. And it could be, you know, whatever. and you gotta, you gotta remember like most makeup artists, you know, tattoo cover up is big business. Okay. You know? Um, you know, corrective makeup, you know, um, beauty makeup, okay. you know, yeah. who's that's the makeup artist and they can do prosthetics as well. But the what goes behind the the blood and guts and like I mean there's more to it than you know like I mean what I mean uh, to get the the stuff exploding and flying mm -hmm. and, and all that that's more what you yeah enjoyed yeah yeah I still do all right yeah and I do love a good death scene man. yeah it's exciting what would you say is was it, you know out of uh, all the work that you've been a part of uh, what what's one of your proudest death scenes Ooh, proudest oh my god wow it just came off like like everything came off exactly how it was supposed to all right oh, i mean I, I again i don't want to go through a whole list of all my favorites because i have a few but i'm going to name uh one thing I, I get a lot of um kudos from is my friend gary jones's uh film um Escape from Death Block 13. We filmed it at the Mansfield Reformatory. Oh, nice. And I'm in it, and I get my head blown off in half. 
and people all come up to me and say, that's one of my favorite head explosions that I've seen. Nice. You know, it's not scanners worthy and it's not Dawn of the Dead, but it could be number three, number four. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get a lot of kudos and it's because it's me. It also gets me a couple extra points, so I get to explode my head. <laughs> um, so that one is is one that comes comes back. But I, any time that I can, I do a good gore gag on a film, and I'm real happy about it. Certainly, now and it pulls and it's successful. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times. Sometimes it is. Because then it's like, God, oh, we got to retake this. You know, oh yeah, the costumes like destroyed. Yeah, and and like, underwear soaking it. in blood. Get that like Laro money shot right and then oh yeah right away. you got one chance to get yeah. it man and then um you know i was uh like i said reading through some of the other stuff that you've been on and you know um they've been involved with but like it's kind of like a cult classic that doesn't get enough uh i mean it, the people that are in the know no you know but tusk you know tusk how, yeah how, how, what you did i wasn't that. on set for that um I did the, um, I sculpted the, um, in, in terms of watching it all go down, yeah, that was an amazing endeavor, creating that big-ass walrus. Yeah. For real. <laughs> That's no joke. Um, but I was involved with the Justin Long prosthetic makeups uh, where he's sewn together, you know, he's got his okay. arms sewn to his body. I yeah. sculpted those, and he's missing his limbs, and I made those. Um, I didn't go to set for a tusk, though. No, just prep, prep stuff. But yes, that has a hardcore. So when following. you're not at set, like where are you? You're building stuff like in the shop. You're sculpting it. You're molding it. You're fabricating it. You're making skins and pre-painting it, and then it gets in a box and it goes sh it gets shipped to set. Okay. Now, typically, I do go to set for the projects most often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one I just didn't. I w it was conflicting with another project. And then. uh so then a makeup artist yeah glues it on okay right essentially all right and then um you mentioned return of the living dead three yeah that was afraid that's a favorite of mine yeah what uh what was the, one of the gang sequence there's um there's several there's, it was split up among like five different effects teams so there's like five groups of effects artists all doing return of the living dead three yeah. they all had a series of characters yeah so I worked with Kevin Brennan, who is a genius, and Dan Rebert, who's genius. And we did the gang uh, that's riding around in the van, and they get bit, you know, by Julie, and then they start, and then the guy's head gets ripped off, and his spine is wiggling, and it's, we did the gang, so there's like four or five gang members that are in this van, so anytime that, that they're in the movie, that's what we were involved with. Okay. but that one was great because we were filming around a halloween october and it was in los angeles on the streets it was night shoots and or in a stage and it was like that moment when you're on set and there's hollywood lights and you know you're you got the whole street of downtown la blocked off and yeah you got in your you're in the middle of the street making up zombies and blood and you're like yes this is this is what i signed up for you know that was that movie nice mm-hmm and then uh you know one that i was watching uh recently with my my kids um because uh you know our their their uncle chris and uncle jacoby were were in it was uh uh the retaliators yeah and uh yeah i think i texted you afterwards because i seen your name in, in the credit i was like oh i had no idea you 
I'm in that one, you know, too. Yeah. I get, I get my head cut off. Yeah. So that's another great gag for me. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> that was a pickup. We got a call. They had already made the movie, but they wanted a third act, more violence in the third act. And I came in for some pickup shots about a week in Connecticut. And um, it was a lot of fun. And that one hit like right as COVID was like kicking in. Yeah. So like we finished and it was like isolation like the day after. Yeah, you know, it's weird. But um, so that was like the last film I got in before the, the year of COVID 2020, which sucked. But that was a lot of fun and uh, just blood a lot of like um, freaks in the basement and then killing them off. And, and, you know, this guy gets a machete in the head and this guy's going to get a shovel, you know, uh, through his mouth. And, you know, just coming up with all these quick gags. Now, your scene was at that club or whatever, though, right? No, I'm in the beginning at the van uh, when the, the fog, the, if it, a minute twice actually okay. the, the van pulls up then it repeats and then there's the thing. fog yeah yeah and then there's a creepy guy that comes out of the fog okay that's me okay yeah. all right so there you go. yeah so okay. i kind of like almost opened the movie yeah and then and then and then it goes back around yes sure. like what happened how did this all happen because i'm like I, you know you know first i'm like i'm curious to check it out because of some of the the main characters in the music world that are in it that you know like you said a couple of them i've been blessed to become friends with and i'm like ah, maybe let's check this out you know and i'm watching the trailer and i love this the story they showed in the trailer so because i'm a dad you know yeah. and it was like ah, dirty harrier i'll uh, sure. you know charles bronson yeah. some shit if something happens to my kid too but right. then it was just like i was just like what am i did i get the right movie yeah you know it's like it goes in all these different places when it, that beginning scene with you mm -hmm. then and then and then when it wraps back around i'm like what the hell am i watching yeah it's yeah i watched it again the other day actually yeah yeah that was good yeah i actually got it upstairs i should have your nice. autograph for you before you take off sure <laughs> but uh yeah so then you know i we ordered that and watched that and i remember like i think like right afterwards because i seen your name i was just i shot you a message just like no shit. there was a lot of other effects guys involved yeah. with that one as well yeah. so i just came in for some juicy bits and it was a blast and then um so that then you know covid comes and you know we're all kind of put on time out but what was it like for you know you and your field well the field dried up completely you know i mean another you know i'm involved in the halloween business as well that dried up certainly you know people weren't going to the we you know yeah. we had trade shows where we generate business so none of that was happening None of it. The only thing that I had going for me was editing was I can and writing, you know, I could okay. now write and develop things for the future. And so thankfully you were already developing those skill sets before. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. So you still had. I was locked that. into editing and writing 100%. Okay. So even though it was a, you know, financially and emotionally a tough year, you know, I, I still had, I was still brewing stuff. But, uh, and I mean, and you were in Ohio the whole time. Then. Yeah, I stayed in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So, because you'd already been home for a while. So, mm -hmm. all right. And then, um, what's been? Uh, I mean, I know you're you're you're. We're currently finishing something. You're getting ready to fly out for something else, and I don't know what you're allowed to talk about. But what was your first one? You know, what was your first thing back when things opened back up, or when hmm. when it was. We were told we could go play again. 
was the first? I don't know what the first was, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the first project back out of the gate was. I mean, obviously, I think the haunted house business would, would have been first. Yeah. Um, we have we do a trade show in St. Louis in March. So, you know, that kind of dictates how your year is going to go. So I'm going to say the Halloween business opening up probably was first. Okay. Um, I'm sure I got another couple of others. I mean, then a flurry of films came in. You know, I was uh, involved with Scare Package 2 um, and Obstacle Corpse. And, and um, I think that was like a Cleveland band, too. Named Obstacle, Obstacle Corpse. Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> we filmed that in Columbus and that's out on that's out on Amazon and Prime and DVDs coming soon and nice. Um so yeah, um the Pale Door, which is about witches. Oh, that was pre-COVID, but it came out after COVID. Yeah, we start to blur like the timeline of recent films, but uh it you pick back up and then hit the ground running. Yeah. Now I thought when we were talking and like I said, I don't you know, I mean you told me at the beginning I could ask you about whatever because I don't want to get in get in any trouble with current projects or whatever. But you were uh, when we were talking before, uh, you know, setting this up. You were working something like it's like some sort of pandemic type. Uh, oh, that was Wormtown. Okay. We just finished Wormtown, um, shooting it. So that's that's a year away before you know, but okay. I'll just say it's 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 chock filled with gory stuff and okay. I, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I just wrapped that literally last week. Because uh, filming on it, the way you were like describing it, I was just like, is he like on a set of some crisis actor event or something? It 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 definitely flirts with that subject certainly, and you know, uh, apocalyptic sign of things to come maybe, but. Um, no, it was a very intense movie, and I, I don't. There's not much to say about it until they get it, you know, prepared. Yeah, to be, yeah. That's a problem with like a movie. We just fin finished filming, and like, well, when's it coming out? Well, I don't know, and uh, hey. it's always hot to talk about it, like when the film is ready to be seen. Yeah, because yeah. like, what was that film you're talking about to me two years ago? You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So we just finished shooting it, and they got a long way to go but it's a fabulous movie and i can't wait for everyone to see it and then i think you were saying you get ready to fly out again i'm not flying i'm going to michigan i'm working oh, on a, a sasquatch okay. movie right now as oh, well nice so that's nice. my next project is it's called squatch what part of michigan by chance uh, small town to south of kalamazoo that's all i'm going to say that i, I know okay. I, haven't, I haven't been to this location yet i have a musician friend that lives uh, up near detroit he's originally from canada mm -hmm. uh he uh was a drummer for finger 11 mm -hmm. back in the day yeah. when we paralyzer yeah. that song mm -hmm. or whatever he uh is a huge Bigfoot yeah. Sasquatch guy. Oh, right. So I don't know if you guys need any extra work. I can refer oh him your God. way or whatever. They are. Sure he'd love to be involved in that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's some serious Bigfoot fans. Yeah. It was funny because when we, uh, this summer, I took my daughters to uh, Gatlinburg for mm -hmm. uh, vacation. And, um, you know, we're up there in the Smoky Mountains. So there's, you know, all over, you know. Speaking of Bigfoot, my little Sasquatch here. But uh, I just missed it by a day that the, the 
Bigfoot convention. Oh, I guess yeah. they had. We were in our hotel is right, but we walked past it. I was like, damn it. You know, so I took a picture in front of the sign, like I was like all upset. And just, <laughs> had no clue it was there. But uh yeah, Bigfoot. I mean, uh I'm it's probably something that influenced you while we were growing up too, is like the old like in search of shows with like, oh, yeah. Moy, Yes. You know, and then, like you know, the Loch Ness Monster and the, the, oh, the yeah. shady Bigfoot footage. Yeah, the Patterson and, footage. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely oh yeah anything supernatural i was interested in and yeah in search of man they don't make them like that anymore there's a million shows like it but nothing has the power that in search of had. You yeah know? yeah exactly and then um speaking of like you know people that are like like-minded and you know grew up with same influences and we're all in the, kind of the same stuff but do you ever do any work with eric freeman eric freeman who's that he uh owns the house of wills Oh yeah, um, no, I've heard of I've heard of him, and I'm he used a fan to do of like the, Wills, the, He but... used to do like the 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 flesh suits, I guess. Uh, yeah. who, like it, it, somebody like bought it. Somebody from Hot Man, maybe it was Lady Gaga or somebody like mm. you know, bought one of his works okay. to wear in the red carpet or something. Oh, nice. Was, yeah, he's uh, yeah. You I've got, heard. I've now, yeah, I've heard I, of him, and but I'd like to, yeah, sure, yeah, like I to meet him. You guys definitely want to see the House of Wills. There. Yeah. Um, I've had Eric on. I've been friends with him a long oh, time. Nice. So uh, there's actually I'm going to a movie premiere next Saturday in Medina that uh, my friend's son just finished, and the majority of it was filmed at the house. Mm. So I think oh, Eric right was on. supposed to be there or something too. But uh, um, yeah, I should definitely connect you guys so cool. I can see you guys collaborating on some some projects sometime down the line. Um, but yeah, I know we're you know we're running short on time here. But um, what what other uh, goals or projects do you have uh, you know on the horizon? Or is there? I mean, you you talked about you know you, you created, then you wanted to direct. You started doing the film and editing, and then the writing. Anything else on the horizon that you want to try and dip your toes in? And try I want to continue. I want to get better at the writing and directing. Certainly. Okay. That's, you know, more of that's coming. Um, I have a feature film to debut soon. Okay. I don't have an announcement on to, news to break to you right now. Okay. But no we, name we have, or nothing. Okay. Mama Zuze. Mama Zuze. All right. That's the name. It's filmed in Africa, Zambia. Okay. And it's my script and my directing. And it's legit filmed in Africa? Yeah. Zambia. Film? Yeah. Oh, nice, man. All right. Sweet. So that's my next debut. It's coming soon. Can we expect like a cannibal holocaust type of thing? <laughs> PG rated. Oh, okay. Can you believe it? Yeah. Not right. a drop of blood. All right. Nice. Not one drop. Actually, there is a drop. There's a drop of blood. There's a drop. Yeah. That's it. I happen to cut my finger on exactly. On the it's a, it's a turning. it's a finger cutter. Um, <laughs> no, I'm real proud of the movie, and I can't wait for people to see it. Um, we just got to secure a deal and I got to finish it up and get it out and it'll be sometime next on, year. Yeah. When you plan on doing like a, the, the viewing, we'll have a screening here in Cleveland, Cleveland certainly. Right. And I'll, I'm going to let you know, all right. And I want you awesome. to shout it out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I like want all my friends to come feeling like important getting invited to these, movie you know, just locally. You know, yeah. You know? And then after and that, like, it'll be available easy. on streaming and networks and DVDs, hopefully. Yeah. This next year. Yeah, guaranteed. Nice. Guaranteed happening, man. 
Nice. I just don't have any big ground groundbreaking announcement today. Oh, well, I mean, I, just that I'm alone. Not, I'm close, but yeah. no, it's not ready. Just that alone is uh, so. You know, the movie's something. coming soon, and then um, hopefully I can get on a string of doing a couple more. Uh, I still love doing the effects, and I still like being scary. And um, but I want to write and direct some other projects. Have you now talking with the the old uh, you know the the old days collaborating with Mushroom Head? You do you, have you been uh, worked with Stitch at at Nightmare? No, I visited oh. Nightmare this year. It's fabulous. You know, I was in the Mushroom Head video last year. You know. Um, Still great pals with Skinny and all those guys, yeah. you know. And I'm sure we're going to work on something again. I, I know it, whether it's mushroom head related or not, you know. Uh, my old best friend Joe Gall is playing guitar in the band. Oh yeah, now. yeah. He's yeah. been my friend since '96. Oh nice. I mean, you know, and who was he? Who he used to play with before? He's a he was a guitar whore. He's been around. He's he never hit it big, but he's played with a dozen bands. Okay. You know. I thought right. there was somebody local that he's I would have known from. Not, but you probably will. Yeah, you will. But yeah, yeah well, so I mean, we we I talked with him at at Inc. You know, saw where where we saw each other last, mm -hmm. and um, you know, yeah, Skinny just did me a solid. My uh, were you at my welcome home? Party I missed it. Yeah, I was invited, and I thank you for the okay. invite, but I didn't know I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, Peabody's, and yeah. two and six, and whatever. And my buddy Carlos that I oh, started no. with. It might have been now. Um, it's a. I'm, I'm thinking now. Maybe I was. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm thinking, my, I was I there physically, but I don't remember That's, being there mentally because Peabody's was my, like one of my last blackouts. But yeah, uh, but uh, Peabody's man. My buddy Carlos, who I served with over in Kuwait, flew up for it and got to get exposed and and to Cleveland music and loved it. It had the time of his life. Well, he lives in Dallas now and uh, Mushroom had just played there. And mm -hmm. I, I hit up skinny. I was like, Hey man, can you put Carlos and his wife on the list? Let him come out to a show. And he did. And yeah, had a blast, man. Right. So I appreciate that. Right on, you know, still do cool things like that. But uh, yeah. So um, I guess before we get ready and wrap up, let me ask you a couple of questions. I normally ask the, guests I have on here so I think we covered everything like then and where what you got coming up um, but uh, and you said you don't really do the social media thing no I'm on Facebook much, so but like, no I'm not you know people want to follow it. your work there's no you can find me on Facebook okay That's all. David Henson Greathouse so I'm out there and then um, talk we talked a little bit about you know uh, you know, finishing school before going out into the world, but what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school? Today? Mm. Mm. I think civics class. Yeah. I think that would be a good one to bring back. Bring right? back. Yeah. Civics. Exactly. You know, get involved with uh, how the world works, you know, America works. And uh, I think is a good one. Uh, Man, that's you're gonna open up a whole can of worms there. I don't know. I'm not even. I'm not a school person, but like, you know, home ec. People don't do home ec anymore. Yeah. You know, nobody knows how to be independent. Nobody, you know, they don't know how to anymore. cook or you know? sew. And like, those are some you good can things. Smell to learn. upstairs. My daughter's cooking. Exactly. That's home ec so, learning. Yeah. So home ec is a good one. We're trying to do it right here. You know. Uh, 
one thing I get a lot from, uh, especially the musicians, is like taxes and money stuff. You know. Yeah. It's like they exactly. sign their contracts and they you know, right. You know. Right. Trying to make ends meet. You know. Yeah. It's like yeah, they don't want us to know about how to spend our. They 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 want us to know how to spend money, but they don't want us to know how to like, you know. Right. Save it, invest, and all that good stuff. Um. And then who? Uh, I know you don't like leaving people out and it doesn't just have to be, you know, in the world of, uh, you know, mask making and movies and all that stuff. Just you in general, as a person, who's three people that have inspired you and, uh, you can credit for making you who you are today. Mm, three people. Interesting. Woo. Well, okay. If we're talking about, oh my God, we're talking about, Bruce Lee had a lot to do with my upbringing as well. You know, I was a martial arts fanatic as a kid and, oh, nice. and um, read a lot of books about Bruce and, uh, and his quotes uh, have always uh, still uh, inspire me. Oh, you yeah. know, uh, he was very influential. Um, Boris Karloff, I'm going to have to say him because uh, he was the man behind the makeup for me. Um, I'm going to say rock and roll. I'm going to have to say um, even though Kiss was my first band that was truly mine, but I really became in love with rock and roll at an earlier age, and it was with Elvis. Nice. So Batman? Can I throw him in yeah, there? Yeah, Batman's Batman important. There too. Yeah, um, yeah. Now you mentioned martial arts. Yes. Did you, what did you did you? I was jujitsu. Jujitsu oh, for four years. Okay, nice. But That's beyond even my daughter do that now. Even after I got uh, out of jujitsu, I got tired of getting beat up. Yeah. Uh, Moving into different you. things like beer, heavy metal, girls, cars. Yeah. Fuck going to the gym and yeah. getting kicked in the back again yeah, and choked yeah, out yeah exactly so but martial arts was, was was a big deal in my life and staying fit and uh positive mind and discipline and um self-defense um the ballet of watching it yeah. you know uh for the movies boris because frankenstein was my main dude yeah the first monster you sympathize and rock and roll is just as important to me as movies yeah. And Alice Cooper's up there, certainly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'd say, you know, Elvis was my first, like, rock and roll icon. So yeah. I want that's in, in yeah. Batman, because you could be Batman. If you tried really hard enough, like the opening of the comic said, if you work out, you had rich parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could be Batman. Yeah. Um, he was a superhero that you could attain to being. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea of a crime fighter, someone that took care of the neighborhood, a vigilante style. Yeah. All right. Not with a guy with a gun, but a guy that wore a mask that kicked your ass if you're bad in the neighborhood. I really aspired to be yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Batman. Like, I mean, I, 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 I'm a fan of Frank Castle, the Punisher and stuff, but yeah, you know, he, Batman, you know, he, right. Left a lesson for you yeah. to learn. Yeah. Yeah. 
So those are my guys. And then, um, are there any organizations or um, like um, causes and stuff that you support and encourage others to check out? Hmm. Not directly. Okay. Um, they're all noble causes. I mean, everyone, every, every cause has a sense of nobility behind it. So find your own. Um, if I could do anything to help, like a, like a magic wand, you know. There's so much. There's so much, yeah. you know. Um, I wish kids would stop killing each other. I can change one thing. I think, uh, and I'm not, it's not about, I'm not talking about gun laws. I'm talking about uh what makes you so angry and so uh yeah to the yeah point where you're i'm just talking you know inner inner, inner city street violence yeah i wish i could fix um poverty like you know we're going on you know on and on and on and then it just it spirals you know there's like, like a lack of like hope you know yeah there's, when there's no hope what the heck right we're, we're right you know and there's no light at the end of the tunnel you know yeah. when we talk about that that positive mindset and discipline yeah you know when that's like completely lacking yeah and you're hopeless and it's just like what's the point i'm just going to be a you know i want to die anyway so i might as well take some others with me or whatever yeah you know, type of thing it's sad right sad right that's a bigger that's a bigger topic you know yeah, yeah. uh it involves a lot of uh you know involves education involves jobs it involves parenting you know Mm -hmm. uh there's so many elements to it that i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not a parent you know i'm i'm not a teacher you know i'm not a coach um but you know i just uh that's so yeah but there's there's so many others obviously you know i'm a sensitive person and uh you know I want the best for people and so but no i don't have a direct cause that i i'm behind all right okay and then, uh, and a cheerier note, favorite toy as a child. Ooh, favorite toy as a child. Okay. Um, the classic G.I. Joe. You could say with Kung Fu Grip. Uh, the classic G.I. Joe figure was, was a favorite. And I'm going to also say um, the Evil Knievel motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. It's wow like one of the top number wow. one love that, that thing yeah. uh so i loved evil knievel as well so one of don Fuse's too you know, really yeah. sweet yeah but gi joe uh represented um as a small child a, a sense of like security in some ways you know as well like yeah. the tough guy you know like that was who you could be again you could have a scar across your cheek and a nice beard yeah fights you know, for freedom where your trouble. camouflage yeah, come on man yeah so yeah G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe guy and uh, Evil Knievel. Nice. Let them duke it out. <laughs> nice. And then um, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? God bless you. God bless you. Man, oh, man. Uh, nice. Well, the best I can say. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, I know you got to get somewhere else, but yeah. man, I'm glad you, uh, dude, we were able to do this, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you Thank coming you over. Thank you for inviting me, man. Yeah. No, Thank this you. is fun, dude. I learned a lot more, uh, about you and that's why I love doing this stuff, you know? So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll connect you with, uh, you know, Eric, we'll stay in touch. Yeah. Let me know when your stuff's coming out. But, uh, like you said, if anybody wants to check you out, they can just find you on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. Awesome. All right, house man. Thanks for coming. Out. Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>